In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. Welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the Fantasy Booking Institute, the only wrestling podcast on the planet where we go live to book fantasy wrestling because we're weird like that. I am your host, Detective Mark Sparks, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent Cafe. What's going on, man? How are you? What's up, brother? How are you? So um, we're also the only podcast that, you know, consistently goes live to Dan the Dad. Dan the Dad. Um, No JLB again this week, although this time we actually know in advance that he's not going to be here, and we know why. JLB is feeling under the weather, and uh, he's hoping that it's not uh, the dreaded COVID. But he, if it is, I hope it's Omicron, so it's an easy recovery. Yeah. Well, and he is vaccinated, and so you know so that would help even more. That's going to help even more, but it's still, yeah. gee, um. I mean, I, I, I hope it's not COVID, but I also hope it's not fucking, you know, the swine flu or something. Oh, look, we've already got our first spam comment. Already? It, yeah, it is, it is a different address, but it's still an address that I advise all of the listeners to not go to. Just don't. Just don't. Um, it popped on here fast this time. Anyways, um, but yeah, so no JLB, but our thoughts go out to him. Hopefully, he starts feeling better soon. Um, absolutely. If you are new to the Fantasy Booking Institute show, the rules are pretty simple. I got some schmutz on my shirt. Uh, the rules are pretty simple. We take turns uh, inviting and challenging the others to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance, uh, often because we haven't thought of them in advance. Um, That's legit right there. Yeah. But uh, before we get into that, though, I take this time to remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network. So after this episode's over, you go down to the doobly-doos down below. You click the link for tatnusco.com. Um, you see all the other shows there. You tell them we sent you. Um, then you come back for our next episode. Uh, it's going to be kind of a crazy couple uh, weeks with all the holidays and everything. So <laughs> bear with us. You okay? Sound like sound like there was an issue there. I have the 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 weirdest thing. It's just a sudden tickle in the back of my throat all the time. Like I don't have it now. I don't have it, and then all of a sudden it's just there. Uh, I remember giving you a sudden tickle once. Oh, you're being generous with back of the throat part there. <laughs> That's uh, legit. It was it was it was like middle of the throat. That's all I'm saying. Ridge of the tongue. That's where the tickle showed up. But so, um, 
But yeah, we'll go ahead and get into the fantasy booking. I always open it up to see if DFA wants to go first or if he wants to meet go first. I'm going to be really generic. Um, If generic works for you, then I'll go first. That's fine. Let's do generic. Okay. So we have discovered some enjoyable um, fantasy bookings that aren't super wrestling related, but are semi-wrestling related. And so I'd like to do one of those again. And I would like to challenge you to product placement. Because product placement is it has slowly but surely become my favorite non-wrestling um, wrestling fantasy looking. And it seems like you enjoy it. There are times. There are fun parts to it. Okay. So product placement, and we're going to do a Christmas edition. So we've done a COVID edition, we've just done a random one, and now we're going to do a Christmas edition. So this will be my Christmas podcast. Thank God. No. No, no. Christmas Christmas dinner episode. No no Santa, Santa, Santa sleigh episode. Nothing like that. Okay. Thank you loud. Or maybe maybe I'll change this to holiday edition. I think there's a reasonable okay. terminology that could, could fit there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to start with eggnog. Eggnog is your is your product. Gobbledygooker. Really? Eggnog. I, I suppose. I, I got to be honest. I'm not a fan of eggnog, so for me, it can go to a shit gimmick. So gobbledygooker. Okay. Fair enough. Um, we're going to go with candy canes. Well, come on. You got to give that to Kane, right? Candy Kane. Candy That's got to be Candy Kane. Exactly. Then you do a whole CGI thing where he tears the Candy Kane door off the Candy Kane Hell in a Cell. <laughs> uh, throws his brother in a Candy Kane casket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. <coughs> um, we're going to do Christmas lights. I'm representing outside Christmas lights. Exterior Christmas lights. Okay, so this is going to be weird. It's actually going to be a pairing. Okay. It's going to be two houses across the street from each other. Okay. One of them is going to be owned by Bray Wyatt, who's putting up his lights, but they're all red. Okay. That's Every one of them. <laughs> and then the other side is going to be Disco Inferno, who's putting up every colored light under the sun, but they are all flashing. <laughs> And of course, a, two music in a Clark Clark W. Griswold sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yep, but they're all flashing two music, maybe a Saturday Night Fever song. Christmas Fever, Christmas Fever. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's the Warring Houses. The one side is just <laughs> all red, and the other is is the other is disco, disco, over the top. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Um, so uh, um, we're gonna go with with one of the more famous toys in history, Tickle Me Elmo. Did you just eye roll me? <laughs> I feel like you eye rolled me. No, I didn't eye roll, but I have to. I have to uh, swallow back the urge to make a very, very bad, bad pairing on this one. Hold it down. Whisper it. Whisper it. Nobody will know. Whisper it. <coughs> Everyone will know. No? That's bad. They're not gonna. Nobody's gonna know. They're gonna know. They're gonna know. They're gonna know. How would they know? How would they know? No one will know. That's proof that we both watch too much TikTok. Yes, too much. Um, No, the the uh, very bad joke I was going to do was Joey Ryan. Um, But but I didn't do that joke. No, no. See, no. I didn't. I held back. You just nobody knows. They nobody didn't knows. know. They didn't hear you. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm just thinking about it. I'm just thinking uh, about it, girl. Girl, I did it. Um, tickle me, Elmo. Well, you know what? I'm going to go along the same lines, but maybe not quite as controversial. That's a Val Venus. Val Venus. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know how I became part Scooby there. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, uh, Santa's photo booth. Hmm. Santa's photo booth. <coughs> um, the, the password is Santa's photo booth. Otis. As Santa or as an elf? As he can Santa. make a great elf. Really. He could also make a great elf, but he's he's one of those that could make a good Santa well. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, I'm going to go commercialized again. And I'm going to go with Holiday Christmas Albums by Pop Artist. You know, what is now this year for some reason has out of nowhere become a holiday traditional song. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Oh my God, I remember when that song came out. <laughs> Those were the good old days. We had to that every. This one's actually a tough one for me. But it's in general. So if you wanted to make it, uh, is every, there's lots of pop artists that do this. Mm-hmm. Usually they're. I don't. I just. I it, more. It's trying to figure someone who fits a music theme, just a generic music theme, just in general. 
I don't what have was her um, name? Jillian Hall. Was that her name? Yeah. Maybe. Just the wannabe Britney. Um. Oh, nope, nope. I got it. Uh, Platinum Max Caster. Um, yes. He is. He is going to do a, um, a freestyle on it. Burn album. <laughs> on Santa. On elves. On reindeer. Yo. Hey. Hey, yo. So your nose glows. I'm not gonna go with what rhymes with clothes. In, in fact, it'll wrestling. it'll be a rap battle between uh, album between him and Top Dollar. Okay, I thought you were gonna go with Godfather. No, because I said so your nose glows, and I was like, oh no, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. No, nope, Top Dollar, because they were battling out on Twitter, anyways. Okay, um, so. <coughs> Cold medicine? Is that an appropriate one for you? Alka seltzer? Plot plot fishes. I do remember there being more of those commercials at Christmas time. Like they knew that. Well, uh, hey, the really cold is always going to be up. But things like plot plot fizz fizz came around a lot because people were overeating at, at uh, yeah. Thanksgiving and then Christmas dinner. So, oh, my stomach hurts because I ate too much cranberry sauce, so- which. I, I'll be the first to, to warn everyone, right? Uh, you eat more than one uh, can of that jellied cranberry sauce, you're in for a bad time. What is it? So what is it? Jellied cranberry sauce. Because we had it a lot, and then and then my family wanted to go like real cranberry sauce for a short while. And then they went back to the jellied can- cranberry sauce. Because the jellied cranberry sauce is superior in every way. Okay, I'm not I'm not going there because I think instant mashed potatoes are better than homemade mashed potatoes. I think instant mashed potatoes are phenomenal. I think let me rephrase that. I think <coughs> instant mashed potatoes are more consistent and easier. And the effort put into good homemade mashed potatoes is not worth the the slight increase you might get in quality. Uh, there, there's, and there's, and like, there's a maybe to that. There's a time and place for everything, but I think instant mashed potatoes get a bad rap, and people look at them like they're horrible. And you know, I think I, they're wonderful. I think, I think they can be wonderful. wonderful. Now, now I also am one who does like some lumpy mashed potato too. Uh, the homemade with a little bit of lumps in it. I I don't actually like the overly smooth homemade mashed potato, you know, where they like take a immersion blender to it to make it super, no, no. Gotta have some tooth bite to it. Anyway. So once you're, once um, you're done with plot, plot, this is, let's do mashed potatoes after that, because I think that's great. I want to hear who your wrestlers were. So plot, so, plot, this is, Alka-Seltzer first. Alka-Seltzer first. I keep coming back to Roman Reigns. For Alka 
for Alka Seltzer, and and I don't exactly know why. It's just my brain is goes. It, to is I it mean, because of little giants where they use the Alka Seltzer <coughs> and then they look like rabid dogs? Or... No, I think I think it's more to do with the wreck everyone and leave uh, shirt he used to have, um, where you can have him leaving the restroom. <laughs> Still kind of holding his stomach wearing the wreck, but it, now it's wreck everything and leave. And then someone else is like, whoa, here, take some of these. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I don't even know how you, that's fantastic. This is why I love this one so much, because it's just so off the cuff and so off the wall. So mashed potatoes, preferably an instant mashed potato so that you can put a brand behind it. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know, is there brands for instant mashed potatoes? <coughs> Oh, I'm sure there is. I just don't know. I usually I buy whatever when I see. I'm like, oh man, some potatoes. Um Sergeant Slaughter. Stay with me on this. Okay. Sergeant Slaughter. Sitting down in front of a bucket full of potatoes that he's peeling on KP duty. <laughs> okay. And like, this sucks. And someone says, yeah, and hands him a box of the instant mashed potatoes. You don't even need to do that. <laughs> Uh, why aren't we advertising execs for wrestling? <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, so I, because I did make it holiday, I, I definitely want to have something that's definitively more Jewish um, or non-religious. So I'm going to start off with Chinese food because that is both a non-religious and Jewish tradition on Christmas Day is eating Chinese food. I think I think this is going to be a group. I have to decide which group I want to go with. Mind you, I will do a pure Jewish one. So don't take all your Jewish wrestlers out. I don't think I'm... I, the group I'm leaning towards, I don't think even has a Jewish person on it, but it still okay. works for Chinese food on Christmas, I think. Okay. And that's Jurassic Express. I love it. Most specifically, I I want to see uh, Marco Stunt. I, I, I The commercial has to be a, a kind of a remake of the a Christmas story uh, storyline. So we have to see Marco stunt in the banana or in the in the bunny uh costume pajamas. Yeah. Okay. Um and then uh you can have uh Luchasaurus uh in the kitchen sneaking uh a taste of the uh turkey but leaving the door open so the dogs come in uh and ruin the turkey. And then 
uh, Jungle Boy can be like, oh, what are we going to do for dinner now? Chinese take huh? <laughs> Chinese food. Jim's China, China Express. Whatever. Uh, weed delivery. <laughs> uh, that's horrible. Anyway. That's, that's a true story there. That's a weed delivery. Story. Yes. There's a Chinese restaurant in our former hometown, Kearney, Nebraska, uh, that when it opened, it was out by the college. And when it opened, and it's it's still to this day, they didn't ever fix they, it. So it's the only one that delivers Chinese in, in Kearney. It's the only one that delivers, but their their uh, takeout menus that they shoved on every door handle in Carney said, uh, said we delivery, <laughs> not we do delivery or not we deliver, we delivery. <laughs> That's fantastic. I uh, I actually have a little story about that particular Chinese restaurant. I think I may have said it to you once. You don't have to be the best Chinese food in town when you're the only Chinese food in town that delivers. Because mm-hmm. they are not the yeah, they, best Chinese food in that town. No, <coughs> they also so. the worst. But no, no, um, those, those were typically the buffets. Yeah, the buffet, well, the 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 absolute worst. Man, this is if you ever go to Kearney, Nebraska, do not eat at a Chinese food place at the mall. Yeah, that's not very good either. It's, it's and it's, it's, in, it's 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 at several malls. Yeah, well, this that one. They, they're they're very similar, but that one's actually locally owned to to Carney. I actually knew the people who ran it because I worked in the mall for five years, uh, so I got to know them pretty well. But uh, but not and the not, best was the one that turned into a donut shop. That one was, was. really really good. Yeah, the, back in the day, it was, it was Golden really Dragon. It was phenomenal. There actually was another one that was even better. Um, out by the college that closed probably uh, before you ever even had a chance to eat it. I remember in 94 it was there and I absolutely adored it. But it like had no sit down in it or like maybe one small table. You almost ordered everything to go. It was a little red house. You walked in the front door and they just turned the foyer into just a window <laughs> just just a order window and like one little seat and anyways but. well it's it's like go it's like a chinese version of of little caesars mm-hmm. anyway good. moving forward um menorah uh i don't want to do the menorah that's too too it'd be like mangers yeah um so we're gonna go with uh dreidel War horse. <laughs> well, that's actually better than who I was leaning towards. Were you were you going MJF or, or Goldberg? Uh I was actually going Colt Cabana, but oh well, I was going Jewish. Dark Order just in general. Um <laughs> it's the same present as yesterday. But it can it could be uh with the Dark Order, it could be Cabana the game and the wrestling like Colt what are you doing oh John I'm playing my my dreidel what's that it, it's a dreidel but what is it 
Are you kidding me? It's a dreidel. <laughs> yes, but tell me what it does. Oh, it's a game. It's it's gambling for kids. It's dice in a top. Yes, that's it. It's basically the whole thing. <laughs> yep you you gamble your little chocolate coins. I, I mean, say so yeah, it's, it's dice, but it's rolling bones, but with a top. Yeah. Yeah, for but for kids to but gamble, kids. <laughs> to gamble, but they're not gambling real money. It's chocolate. No, it's chocolate money. Ch- chocolate money. Chocolate money. That represents real money, <laughs> like right. figuratively. Chocolate orange. Oh come on, that's an orange Cassidy. Oh really? Yeah. The smashing effect is where I thought you'd go with that, but I do get the orange Cassidy piece to that. Yeah, but he does the orange punch on it, and it breaks Ooh, open. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, golly, I'm, uh, New Year's champagne. Cheap. Really cheap, shitty champagne. <coughs> hmm. Who do I think is bougie enough, yet also trashy enough? <laughs> Cheap. You said bougie, and I went with Sasha Banks. You said trashy, and I went. God, I feel like a shithead because I think I'd still do Sasha Banks. Yeah, it's like bougie and trashy, and both kind of lean that way. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then my brain went to somebody else, but I'm not gonna say who because it's not my challenge. Pretty Peter Avalon. For champagne. For for cheap champagne. For cheap champagne. Something without the word Rossi in it. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, um, do, you, do you remember those old Saturday Night Live sketches with Christopher Walken, The Continental? Not really, no. Look them up. And then imagine that with Peter Avalon. Okay. And, you know, advertising for cheap wine, cheap champagne. Okay. I'm going to do one more, and then I'm going to open it up if you want to hit me with a couple of them, because we don't have JLB here. So, um, but I'm going to do a horse-drawn sleigh ride or, or, you know, that thing that some people think is fun to do in 20-degree weather when the snow's flying and Mm-hmm. Where instead it's in an it's, open vehicle going 25 miles an hour, freezing their face off, and smelling horse farts the entire and time, and smelling horse farts at the same time on clip clop, usually clop, cobblestone roads with steel wheels. Clip clop, clip clop. <laughs> no romantic. You know, I'm gonna actually double up on on someone I picked earlier, um, but but there's a, there's a twist with it this time. This is gonna be Otis and Mandy Rose from back in the day. Mm-hmm. He's trying to rekindle the relationship that okay. you know they just kind of dropped. Right. Um, 
and and this is his way, and she's not really into it. You know, because of the horse farts. Fair enough. And Dolph Ziggler happens to be the guy running the reins and turns around and hands a Mentos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to throw any at me? Ugly sweaters or anything like that? No, 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 no. Because I think mine's going to actually go long enough to make up for it. Okay. So, we'll go to mine. Um, my challenge to you, inspired by the fact that we've known for a while, in fact, I think it's shooting right now, that Netflix is doing a Hulk Hogan biopic movie uh, starring uh, Chris Helmsworth as the titular Hulk Hogan. Um. I want you to cast a big budget Hollywood movie telling of the NWO invasion angle. So this is casting Hollywood actors in the roles of all the major players in the NWO invasion. You realize that all I have to do is cast Eric Bischoff and... Uh, well, I mean, I guess I, I'd have to do the invaded, but Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan have both been in big budget Hollywood movies. Neither neither of them could do the physicality of the role today, and I'll I'll, I'll just add that to the 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 um, thing because one of the stipulations I was going to say is you can't use Chris Hemsworth in it because he's playing Hulk Hogan in another one, but you cannot use the actual people to play themselves again. Hulk Hogan definitely could not play himself today. I don't know if you've seen one of the recent photos of him, but the dude is like 180 pounds now. Really? Um, Lost he's, weight, he's, he's battling some sort of health issue. It's undisclosed, but battling some sort of health issue. And he is a f- fraction of what he used to be. And Kevin Nash could, could get away with playing a role, but he couldn't do the physicality of his role. Anymore. No, no, um, I mean, he had to have surgery on his legs, uh, like a year and a half ago, just so he could continue walking. Um, so, so, but again, this is all the major players. So, you've got Bischoff, but you've also got Hall, Nash, Sting, Macho Man, Hogan, Luger. Um, Bischoff, Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, Mike Tanay, because all of those were major parts on the broadcast. Uh, okay. Mean Gene Okerlund. You know um, something, Mean Gene? Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Um, and because it's dealing with the invasion... There will be plot points dealing with the WWF's reaction to it. So you will need to have someone to play a Vince McMahon because they did sue. And maybe a few other WWF people. Like, like, uh, do I have to have a fake diesel or a fake razor? You don't have to, but if you wanted to, you could do that. Um... 
that's a lot a lot of people so there's a lot that's why i said i knew it was going to go long so we're, we're just going to start with day one coming through the audience down to the crowd during um was it ddp it was not who was wrestling um, I, I actually just looked it up and give me one second here because I gotta get back to it. Was it like Scott Norton? It was, it was fuckers that I guarantee you, you don't remember. It was the Mauler, Mike Enos, and Steve Dahl. Yeah, they can be anybody you fucking want. I don't care. Yeah, but, uh, that's Boy, why. I, that was a pretty intentional move on behalf of... Uh, oh, yeah. They they 100% knew that as soon as Hall walked through the ring, no one was going to give a give crap about that match. Way more attention than the other two would. Mm-hmm. So, um, this guy's too short to play this role. But in movies, <coughs> your actual height doesn't have to matter. Here's looking at you, Tom Cruise. Um, so, we're going to go with John Leguizamo. going to play Scott Hall. Okay. Um, the first person he goes face-to-face with is Eric Bischoff. And I truly think nothing would be better than Tom Cruise in that role. He looks the part. He he can be the douchebag. We've seen him be the douchebag. Um, and I think I think that's... I, think I mean, effectively, he's just off. playing his his role from Tropic Thunder again. Oh, we both have this. Hold on. And it's just a test. Fuck you, test. Are you serious? They ran a test at 7.08 at night? 11.07 at night, yes. Oh, yeah. 7.08. 7.08. What am I reading? Backwards and shit? Upside mm-hmm. down? Putting two ones together, making them an eight? They're running oh, a test serious? at 1372 at night. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. So, John Leguizamo, um, Tom Cruise playing Eric Bischoff um, for, for uh, Bobby Heenan. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Save my soul. Um, he is. Uh, Tomb Raider's dad, um, uh, John Voight. Is that right? Okay, yes, is that right? Yeah, okay, John Voight. Um, for Mike Tanay, who did some stuff that exact day, mm-hmm. um, it's it. He'd have to play a different character than he typically does, but for the look, I'm gonna go with Cheech Marin. Okay. Do you see it? I'm trying to think of something better than that. I had nothing. <coughs> okay, we'll roll on. I don't really like Cheech Marin, though. Hold on. I'm going to get some help out of here. Oh, 
Oh. Yeah. Jason Alexander. Okay. In, his first, in his first serious role. That's a much better move. Yeah. We're going to go with Jason Alexander. Um, for Tony Schiavone. This is one you really want to have him play himself, but you can't. So, Shivani, I'm going to go with... Robert Downey Jr. Interesting. Okay. Clean shaven, you know? Yeah. So, for several weeks, that's all we get there, is that. Um, then we get the lawsuit because he is pretending because Vince believes he is pretending to be Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in fairness, the implication that WCW played uh, on no. TV was that these people were still working for WWF. Yes. Um, they, they never specifically they said it, but they right. implied that these were invaders from another company. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so so this is where a good segue for the WWF's responses to it. Michael Buffer. Okay, yeah, I see it. So yeah, yeah, Michael, Michael Buffer, and I realized he was the ring announcer for WCW at the time. I don't mm-hmm. care. Michael Buffer plays Vince. Yep. He's not playing himself, so. Mm-hmm. They can have any, any random person say, let's get ready to rumble. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff. So, um, we roll back. Now we've got, uh, of course, we have to bring in Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. I need somebody definitively taller than than John Leguizamo, which opens up a lot more freedom. Um <coughs> I gotta use a cheat sheet again. Oh wow, that's not a bad idea either. But I think if you're if you're if you're cutting into big sexy, um, I really really think you have to go with uh, Jason Momoa. John Leguizamo might be the wrong guy. I'm going to change John Leguizamo. Okay, he's going to be Ashton Kutcher. Okay. Wasn't the way I thought you were going to go, but where'd you think I was going to go? I want to hear. Um, well, my brain was thinking either, uh, like an Oscar Isaac. Um, I don't know who that is. I mean, he's it was uh, Poe Dameron in the Star Wars movies, recent ones. Oh, Um, okay, those ones, yeah, 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 or Pedro Pascal, who, uh, 
who was um that's kind of you know, where I was leading. So when you said I'm gonna go away from John Leguizamo, I was like, okay, he's gonna go to, like Oscar Isaac or or well, I'm sorry. Nope, nope. You went to Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher was on my screen, and he's taller, but he's not quite Jason Momoa big. So, sticking with it. Okay. Jason Momoa and Ashton Kutcher are coming through, kicking some ass. Um, at this juncture, we start getting some feuds. Um, they occasionally interfere in matches for DDP. Um, hold on. And he's a cheat again. It shouldn't be all women. There should be guys here easily. For DDP, how does he show up on this list? Got it. Nicholas Cage. Okay. By the way, this list is trashy actors. Um, this is what I looked up. And on this list is Daniel Craig, to which I went. <coughs> Fair enough. But Nicholas Cage definitely looks like when he's filthy, he looks filthy. Mm-hmm. So, because um, I believe that's the first match they interfered in was a DDP match. Um, playing Goldberg. In his first big time movie starring role, Brock Lesnar. Okay. <laughs> He's a big name. Um, just because that's a side story that's happening at the same time, part of the 83 weeks aspect of things. Um, so we, 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 we've already done Vince. We don't really have to cast a whole bunch of WWE stuff. Uh, making use two no names for fake diesel and fake razor Ramon, but I do think you do you have to cast a uh, Jim Ross in that role. Um, and what do, you, what do you got coming for Jim Ross? Who do you think it is? I don't know. Fuck it, I don't even care that he's not chubby. I'm going to use Sam. The guy from Roadhouse and and the ranch. That guy. Sam Elliott, okay. Sam Elliott, yeah. I don't even fucking care that he doesn't fit the Jim Ross role. I I will, for for, a point of clarity, point out that casting Goldberg uh, at this point would be a bit role because he did not debut until September of 97. Correct. It would be towards the end. Yes. I just wanted to make sure that I had, that I was clear Mm -hmm. that Brock's going to do a movie. It ain't going to be very much of this movie either, though. No. I just just wanted for for at least the listener's sake to clarify. This is is not that point. Yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. So then we have the match. We have Sting... Macho Man and Luger taking mm-hmm. on the Outsiders and Surprise Person. Yes. So for Sting, I'm going to have Steve Borden. No? I can't have Steve Borden play Sting? No, you cannot. Because he's 
Let me get tough. Um, Orc Sting. Today's actors. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Sting is going to be played by um, Christian Bale. Okay. I like that one a lot. Um, Macho Man is going to be played by... Jason Statham with a beard. Okay. I, I, I gotta have action guys here. Oh, look. Another spam comment. Oh, says the same thing. What do you know? Almost exactly the same thing. Hey, um, again, don't go to those links. And Lex Luger... Guy, I wish Dolph Lundgren was younger right now. Oh, who played? Um, ah, crap! What is his name? Um, who played Mad Max in the new ones? Fury Road uh, and all that. Bane. Um, 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 what's his fucking name? Totally blanking. The actor who played Bane. Okay. Second customer. You'd think who I know. Played Bane in Batman. Um, that actor's name is Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, there you go. Tom Hardy would be perfect for that. I think Tom Hardy would be a fantastic Lex Luger. Okay, so we're in the match. Things are going crazy. We're about to get to the point that, that there's a turn. And who comes out from down the tunnel but one Ready for this? Woody Harrelson. Okay. He's played Psycho. He's played great. Now we're going to put, you know, bullet chops on it. Come on, it's Hulk Hogan. And there you have it. Did you ever cast a uh, mean gene? A mean gene. No, I didn't. <laughs> but there was an interview that night, wasn't there? There was. I'm I'm also going to point out that from a storyline standpoint, that wouldn't be a good end to the story. That would be a good middle Art. point, and the, the real end of the story would come later. So you really would have to have some of the time where the 
NWO was running rampant and, and ruling everything, leading up probably, to be perfectly honest, uh, the best ending would be a Hollywoodized version of Sting winning. Maybe for you know, casually forget the Bret Hart fast count part and rewrite some history a bit there. I'm gonna go with Sean Wallace. I know it seems inconceivable. It's not the way I would have gone, but I can see it. How would you have gone? Um, uh, as soon as you said that, my mind blanked on it. Patrick Stewart. No, Tenacious D. Um, Jack can, Black. Jack Black. Yes. You you we've seen him Eugene. do the the Mean Gene mustache. In uh, Nacho Libra, he loves professional wrestling. Um, he's a little chubbier now than than uh, thing, but I think he could probably do it. And I've seen him do dramatic roles before; he's done them before. So, anyways, but that's again. I almost said Danny DeVito, and then I saw Sean Wallace, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's great for that." Okay. Ben Kingsley would be really good for it too, if you wanted to just always serious part. <coughs> uh-huh. Um. Okay. Just thinking here. Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking from a standpoint. Uh, like, do you uh, need him to be fake, flared? Fake sting. Fake sting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, doesn't it seem obvious? Would you would you automatically have to go with the guy who played Hyde? Or rooster, or whatever you want to call him. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. He acted, 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 acted opposite of, uh, of, God, uh, I said his name earlier. The guy that's playing. Christian Bale? No, the guy that's play, playing uh, uh, Razor. Ashley Kutcher. Played Hyde in that 70s show. Oh. Danny Masterson? Yeah, Danny Masterson. Could be a great fake sting. It's a mask. <sighs> Things have blown over. There were no there were no charges brought against him. There were indeed charges brought against him. What? Yeah. Ooh, wow, okay. Danny Masterson update. He was arrested and charged with four rape allegations. Oh, well, we can't use Diddy Masterson then. I thought I thought everything was dropped. Nope. Shows how often I look at the news. All right, so we'll go with somebody else. Topher Grace. Big sting. I don't even okay. have to look. It's not a bad move. It wasn't terrible as Venom. The story writing was horrible, but he wasn't terrible as Venom. I liked the Venom movies, but that's beside me. He wasn't, but he wasn't in the Venom movies. Topher Grace was in the well, third yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, but I, I think I, I enjoy the Venom movies. I love the crap. Out I'm, of I'm, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go on a bit of a. I, I haven't seen the new Spider-Man movie. I don't think you have either, right? Nope. nope. So, um. 
And so if our listeners are listening, know that I'm not talking spoilers because I haven't seen it. Right? I haven't either. So I can't. However. I have heard nonstop people say it's the best Marvel movie of all time. Yeah, I've heard a lot of that. Um, I'm hopefully going to see it soon. But anyways. Um, but one of the things at the end of the last Venom movie, Venom transports into the Marvel Universe. Um, with the reported events of the most recent Spider-Man movie involving um, villains from previous Spider-Man movies, not uh, not the Marvel ones, make, making it back and everything. Um, I think I think this would be a time to redo the Topher Grace Venom, but do it right. With Topher Grace? Still with Topher Grace. I I see. I think the problem was to be perfectly honest, the, the problem with the Venom in, in Spider-Man 3 is we didn't establish the black suit long enough. To be well, honest. We, he should have won in Spider-Man 2 because of the black suit. Yeah. And then we should have also been introduced to Topher Grace as developing that rivalry a little bit mm-hmm. for front page stuff. Exactly. Uh, and and that's the deal. It's, it it should otherwise been... he's just a psycho who's like, oh, you have a suit. I now need to kill you mm-hmm. because you cost me my job. Ed Zachary. Um, but the big thing is, I mean, you got to remember in the comic books. Let me go way off tangent. In the comic books, Spider Man comes back from Secret Wars with the black suit. It it wasn't for a long time before the Venom character was introduced. The black suit was just new Spider-Man suit for a while. And then later they introduced the concept of living suit and all this stuff. So you have to have black suit Spider-Man for a while. That allows you to tell the story of it corrupting him, it seducing him over time. Because it was just... well-behaved for a while, for a very yeah. long while. But it, it it was just too much crammed into one movie. It gets yeah. the suit. It makes him evil. It makes him do a stupid dance. Because um, that's what you do when you're evil. You dance while you're walking down the street to New York. Mm-hmm. And then you go... And then the girl automatically falls in love with you, too. Yeah. Th- that Those are all the things that happen when you're evil. Um, so, Which means I'm evil. a very good person. Yeah. Because nobody fell out of love with my ass. Nope. Except for you. They fall in love with your boobs, but you know. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking if there's anyone else that, that we would need to add into the uh, WW, WCW invasioning. I guess you could cast six because he that would be near the end, but you could you could do you could do a million dollar man. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do a Vincent. Was, yeah. Uh, you could do a big show. Mm-hmm. Um, very difficult. Or not big show, but the giant. The giant, yes. Very difficult to uh, to cast. I mean, in this day and age, you know, ever since uh, 20 years ago, the Lord of the Rings movies come out. You can make small people look big and big people look small. Yeah. In Hollywood, no problem. So 
Yeah, I mean, you can make the commissioner look like, like, uh, or the commish look like uh, a dude, like thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So sure good. It blows my mind that it was 20 years ago the Lord of the Rings movie first came out. 20 years. Um, I'm just going to throw out some other people that made appearances in it. I just want to know who you'd cast. Miss Elizabeth. Today's Miss Elizabeth. Keep in mind, they would have to have chemistry with... Who did you choose to be? Bane. Uh, yeah, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Um, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Um, there was a brief feud with the Four Horsemen, so Four Horsemen. Ric Flair's the toughest one because it's you have to pick somebody who's capable. No, it's not. No, Johnny Depp is Ric Flair. Okay. I think you can pull that off really well. <coughs> um, for Arn Anderson, um, the, why am I blanking on his name? Gladiator Maximus. Um, Russell Crowe? Thank you, Russell Crowe. Nope, nope, not him, but the there's a better version for that. Um, God dang it. Um, he was in, oh, shit. He's in a lot of dating movies. Um, has the beard, everything like that. Fuck me. Looks a lot like Russell Crowe. A little bit more stacked. Give me a minute. Yep. Um, Twenty actors that would still prove beards are sexy. Nope, I still don't have him. Well, while you're trying to think of that, I'm going to tell you uh, who I would have done as DDP instead. Okay. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I see it. I don't like it, but I see it. What is the the movie where the guy, um, he has the, the... Talk show. Um, he gets brought on somebody else's show. The gal. Ah, fuck. You're talking the ugly truth. Yes. You're talking Gerard guy. Butler. Gerard Butler. That's who's going to be Arn Anderson. Okay. Thank you. Why the fuck couldn't I remember Gerard Butler? 
God, he's a handsome man, isn't he? He also was he also uh, Leonidas? Yes. Okay, that's probably where I should have gone with that. <laughs> yeah. If you would have said that, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, Gerard Butler." <laughs> Shut up, Smarks. <laughs> um, all right, so Gerard Butler. Um, at that time, Chris Benoit and Mongo McMichael were your other people. <coughs> so yeah. So you have to choose a piece of shit and uh, Chris Benoit. Well, this person is not a piece of shit, but he he could pull off the look that Mongo always tried to pull off, and uh, that is our one and only John Wick. One, um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Thank you. That's a motherfucker. Why can't I remember his real name? I'm going Ted. I'm going John Wick. I'm going Neo. Keanu Reeves. Um, and they just have to make him bulk up some for it. And then I'm gonna use Zach Efron for for Christopher for Chris Benoit. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch things up a bit. I'm gonna throw a couple names out, and I want you to tell me who you would cast them as. Okay, Henry Cavill. See, surprise... it, it, it keeps popping up for me, and I want to. And um, I, I just I can't place anybody. Sting, maybe. I might have had him be Sting. Yeah. Um, in this storyline, I'm trying to think. There's got to be another person that he plays well as. I'm trying to actually put him in WCW or in WWE. He's not Brett. He's certainly not Stone Cold. Yeah, probably Sting. He just makes a good Sting. Superman makes a good Sting. Yeah. Joe Manganiello. He's in Magic Mike. He's recently in uh, a small part in the Snyder Cut as uh, Deathstroke. Absolutely cut. Very tall. Yeah. Are are you suggesting that I should make him uh, one razor Ramon? No, I'm just saying he's he's very tall. He's he's a tall guy. Is he supposed to be Kevin Nash? Is that what you're telling me? Because Jason Momoa is Kevin Nash was perfect. Jason Momoa is Kevin Nash. I'm not arguing with. You know? I'm not arguing with any of them. I just want to know, you know, because it surprised me that he didn't make it. As Macho Man, I don't know who you're who you're thinking here. I don't. I'm not necessarily thinking. No, anybody. you got to be thinking somebody here. Nope. I'm just saying he. You know, here, here's what it simply came down to. I looked up on my here tablet here, the best bodies in Hollywood, in terms of because because <laughs> we're doing professional wrestling in the '90s, so the people are all jacked, right? 
Yeah. For the most part. He's on this list. I feel like I if you're casting a big budget Hollywood movie. I don't think I have him in there. Um, You know, the thing is, he's tough. I don't know who I would have him as. Uh, I bring up that he's, he's too tall. big to be six. Yeah, he's way too big to be six. I, I bring up that he's tall in the fact that he's probably taller than most of the other people you cast. So he could be the giant, but he doesn't really have the physique of the giant. This makes the giant no. look. No, yeah, the giant, that'd be way too lean for the giant. Um, we'll move on. Uh, this one comes up and it kind of surprised me, but then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? <clears throat> he'd have to put on some mass because uh, he's definitely in shape, but he's not cut. Matthew McConaughey. He'd be a really good Lex Luger. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. All right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, another one who would probably have to put on a little bit more beef. Um but he's definitely in shape. He currently plays one of our favorite uh, superheroes that's not currently in the MCU, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that was a, that was a tough one for me, and I saw that, and several times it popped up. But I continue to make him Van Wilder. I continue to make him. I could be brown. I could be blue. I could be violet sky. Um, a, a punchline. Um, it sucks. If I was forced to cast him, um, I think he could play the madness pretty well. I know he could play big sexy, sexy Kevin Nash if you make him look taller than he is. Um, and, and quite frankly, he could play Bischoff if you wanted to. He can play any one of those roles. I think I, I truly believe Tom Cruise is the best casting for Bischoff. I really do. Um, if you wanted a bigger name for Vince, Tom Hanks would be a good move for that. Um, and he would ham that up big time. Um, if you want somebody, uh, I, if if I was forced to cast him, it'd be Ryan Reynolds would be uh, Macho Man. If it was a, you have to cast Ryan Reynolds in this movie. He'd be a macho man. Um, the guy that just just uh, uh, got done playing um, in the Daredevil series. Um, he was also uh, Private Pile. Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, he he could maybe pull off Big Show or Giant. He'd have to wear a wig, obviously. But mm-hmm. So would Big Show if he wanted to play himself. Yeah. So, so here's one, and and I I legitimately I'm going to say this I legitimately don't know where I would put him in the grand scheme of things for a lot of reasons. Um. But just talking about absolutely cut bodies, Terry Crews. Yeah, unfortunately, he's going to get regulated because that was a very white storyline. It was. Um, and and it was a very white sport at the time. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the, the shitty part is if you really want to play justice to the era that it was and what was on your screen, you're... Uh, fuck. He's going to be like 
uh, the guy that did the Pearl River Plunge and and uh, uh, he was with WWE. Was an inter- intercontinental champion. Uh, Ahmed Johnson is that who it was? Yeah, yeah it might have been. Uh, I I had a I just it popped through my head while you were talking there. Um, either Booker T or Stevie Ray. He could he could play a really good Stevie Ray. Mm-hmm. And Booker you. T towards the end of this, but this was Booker T's start. Started towards, yeah solo. Yeah, uh, but Stevie Ray was in the NWO, and so I suppose you can mm-hmm. do that. Um, these are this is in the bad, the the less entertaining eras of the NWO. Yeah, it's one of those where I look at him and I'm like, okay, who who would we put as the other half of I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay, so Terry Cruz is Stevie Ray and Dwayne Johnson is Booker T. I think Dwayne Johnson is the right move there. I think he's the closest move we have. Um, male actors. Idris Elba is Booker T. Idris, Idris could do it. The only tough thing with Idris is he's like Fucking 60. Is he really that old? I don't know if he's quite that old. God, he's, he's, great. he's, he's up in there. great fucking shape. He he is, but it's the... Uh... Before he went to jail, I would... I hate to get into politics, but before he went into jail, uh, uh, God, the guy that just fucking got convicted of... In fairness, Idris Elba is only 50. So... And in fifty, you can make him look younger a little bit. But it's it's the it's the reason every time his name comes up as a potential next generation James Bond, uh, because Daniel Craig has said repeatedly that he's done. Um, and and I would have loved to have seen Idris Elba take over James Bond ten years ago. But I, I think a very well exercised Marlon Wayans could also play that. Quite possibly, if if you've uh, uh, and, and uh, a lot of people are probably gonna get up in arms when I say this, if you've seen the GI Joe movies, you know that Marlon Wayans can get cut. Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, dude looks like GI Bro mm-hmm. in GI Joe. He looks like GI Bro. Yeah. So, um, so, so I, I could see that. Movie. I could see that. Now here, here I'm gonna go. We're now we're off, just just because we're talking, uh, actors. Now I'm I'm gonna go off, and we're gonna go to modern day, but I want you to cast the new the day. day. Just because I saw that and talking Marlon Wayans, I looked over and I saw. Geez, Marlon Wayans could be a Kofi. Yeah, if he thinned up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Coffin. Oh, <laughs> told you the sudden tickle just makes me. 
I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Then all of a sudden, it's like there's a feather in the back of my throat. So, Shad Moss isn't the one who just passed, is he? Uh, No, that was Chadwick Boseman. Okay. So, Shad Moss, I would have play. He's a little small, so I'd probably have him play uh, uh, not Kofi, not Big E, um, Xavier. Xavier Woods. I think Shad Moss can play a good Xavier Woods. Um, the hard part is making sure that I choose it. I, I agree with you on Terry Crews. He he is this, the only one stacked enough to be Big E, even though he's too old for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate that either. That's a really good option. Corbin Blue, that's not a bad option at all for Kofi. Um, see, like Jaden Smith keeps popping into my head. I don't really want to use Jaden Smith. Um, also, don't want to use Michael B. Jordan because, again, that seems cliche. I don't hate this one. Taj Maori. This Kofi. But I still see Tian Tamara's little brother. Yes, he is actually Tian Tamara's little brother. I see Tian Tamara's little brother. Like he's a child. When you broke your teeth watching Sister Sister, it's hard to get that out of your head. It's very difficult. The other person would be uh, uh, talk like this. I was hanging out with the Rock. That's what you asked. Yeah. Uh, what the hell's his name? Um, not Chris Rock. Um, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yep. Yeah. The but, tough thing uh, with him is he's small. So. Yeah. Um. But, like I, I sit here and I go, I, I'd love to see Mahershala Ali. But he plays so many serious roles. I don't know, you know, how he would. I, I just don't. I don't have experience with him in a jovial, funny character like a Xavier Woods or a, or a Kofi. You know, so I just don't know if he could do it. Anywho's, we're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap that up because yeah, that took for fucking ever. My own fault, but um, and we're gonna do our game. We're gonna try to limit it here because we've been doing this for about an hour and a quarter, and so we're just gonna do max of fifteen minutes of our new game, uh, pick or, or pass. So I am gonna start off with um, pick or pass, pick or pass, Omos or current AJ Styles. Building a roster or in their feud? Hmm? Building a roster or in their feud? You're building a roster. But AJ. 
But my point is, you're taking current AJ Styles, not historical AJ, AJ Styles. Okay. The problem with, with that is that when you have current AJ, that means you also get, in, in the wrestling fan mind, you get past AJ. It, it's just... I, I, I understand what you're saying. I feel that in the wrestler fan mind... Current WWE is is tarnishing the past AJ memory. Well, and that's probably true, but I don't think it's tarnished yet. Um, you know, like right now, if I were if I were creating a roster right now, AJ Styles probably wouldn't be near the top of my list because of well, how they how he's been. Would he be above almost? He might not. Almost has has an upside in the future that AJ Styles doesn't currently. That's have. true. That's true. You know. Okay. Um, so almost. And since you're playing with past your prime, CM Punk. But current CM Punk, right? Current CM Punk. Yeah. Okay. Um. <coughs> who who we really believe has what five years. On this run. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I'm gonna say almost. Um, j- just because, like I say, I think in he's he's got the potential for a future. He needs to work I'd on sure lots of things. Hear, I'd sure love to hear him cut a promo. Yeah. Well, and that's he, he has a lot to lot to improve. He needs to improve of Mike's skills. He does need to improve in the ring. I'm not saying he's great in the ring right now. He's a big guy, but big guys historically often weren't great. They were just big. Uh, but I think he's got the potential for, for the future. So current CM Punk or we'll just do the feud he's currently doing. MJF. MJF. Um, not that I don't. I mean, you want to you want to put at, see, asses in seats um, for your up and coming promotion. Current CM Punk might be the best thing you could possibly get. Um, that said, MJF is you could he, he really is a pillar of a company. So, current CM Punk, current Jericho. Current CM Punk. He's got literally the number of years of age ahead, mm-hmm. the, the younger than Jericho that he is. Yep. That, he's, that he's works got, to his favor. He's got more time. Um, he also has not beat up his body as much as Jericho has. No. Um, he and he's gonna need to probably find another hit it and you're done move where he doesn't have to pick up. Yeah. People like like the GTS. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the end, he's he's gonna do what Jericho has been doing. We can already see it, right? What has CM Punk done since coming into AEW? Gone un- undefeated, but but made everybody else look good. Made other people look like rock stars. Uh, and specifically, um, young people, young good. people, right? You know, In fact, Darby Allen. You're gonna. I I think that CM Punk's first loss will be MJF, 
and I think you'll have a little love triangle there. Um, Darby Allen couldn't beat CM Punk. MJF can't beat Darby Allen, and uh, CM Punk couldn't beat MJF type thing. Mm-hmm. Without cheating, MJF can beat Darby Allen. I should get yeah. specific. But like, I mean, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston made Eddie Kingston look like a star, even though CM Punk won. Uh, CM Punk versus Bobby Fish was a phenomenal match to watch, even though CM Punk won. CM Punk versus Daniel Garcia made Daniel Garcia look like a a serious person on the AEW roster when he was brand new to the AEW roster. Yeah. Uh, the the hard part with CM Punk right now is that he is undefeated. He's not just no losses. He's undefeated. He's won every single match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's blank and O. Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson is blank O and two. Yeah, thirteen O and two, if I'm correct. <coughs> but okay. So, Meaning CM Punk will have to have a title shot just to make their win-loss records matter. Mm-hmm. Thing valid. Or he'll have to lose and, and lose some more, you know? Yeah. Just currently, you know, even even with him, because he is, what is it, uh, 8-0, that still puts him behind Brian Danielson at 13-0-2. Yeah. You know, so, but... Yeah, he doesn't outwork everyone. Of course, neither does Christian. Not really. Yeah. Anyways, um, so who's it going to? Me? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Didn't I just ask you? I can't remember who who you're. Oh no, I chose MJF. So yeah. we've got current current CM Punk still. I believe no, so. current Jericho. Current Jericho. You, you you've got to ask me the current Jericho one. That's what oh, I've got to go to current. Okay, so current Jericho. Or Or did you ask me current Jericho or MJF? I did not get you current Jericho because I I put CM Punk and MJF and you took MJF and then put CM Punk and Jericho. So I'm going to you. Um, Current Jericho or in his prime Arn Anderson. Current Jericho. God, that's fucking tough to say. Arn Anderson has been a supporting character his entire career. Unfortunately. In his prime, Arn Anderson or current Bobby Lashley. Not TNA Bobby Lashley. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, current Bobby Lashley still. <coughs> um, in his prime, Arn Anderson, or in his prime, Tully Blanchard. In his prime, Arn Anderson. Uh, in his prime, Tully Blanchard, or manager Tully Blanchard. Um. He's pretty good as a manager. He's pretty entertaining, isn't he? The... Yeah. I'm still going to go with in his prime, Tully Blanchard. Um, so manager Tully Blanchard. 
or DX era Triple H. First DX or second DX? First DX. So he's not the leader. He's he's HBK sidekick. Yeah. Well, and it's it's pre DX becoming a humor thing. Yes. Okay. So it's it's also when he becomes the leader. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, DX. Okay. Triple H. Yeah. Um, in his prime, Tully Blanchard. I'm sorry. Manager. Manager Tully Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Um, Stardust. And I think Man. he can get somewhere with Stardust better than he can. Yep, but I, I have more fun with Manager Tully Blanchard. Yes. So, um, Stardust or Black Rain? Ooh. That may be the one that makes it deteriorate badly. Um, fuck, Black Rain was creepy though, man. Though it was only a two, two or three week thing. Oh no, Black Rain was on TNA. Impact. Yeah. Um, it still didn't last very long, but Stardust. God, so Cody just took that and ran with it. Yeah, Stardust. Black Rain or Abyss? <coughs> um. Side note, Bischoff came out just this last week and said he hated the Abyss character. I don't really blame him, frankly. Um, the problem is the Abyss character, at least in its formation, in its origination, was Which really just... Mankind. Yeah, it was just uh, Dollar Store Mankind. Um, mankind and Kane have a baby. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Um, and yeah. eventually, Abyss was able to... Kind of get out from now, under that abyss with with him and having his brother the the attorney, where it was the same guy playing the role. That was pretty good. That series was actually pretty good. Okay, so um, I'm gonna go with Black Rain because um, it never had a bad era. Yeah, I mean a terrible era. There was terrible era abyss. Yeah. So, Abyss or Rhino? Abyss. Yeah. Um, Rhino Rhino held the ECW championship. He didn't hold the number two company's championship. Um, Rhino or... Buff Bagwell. Rhino. Yeah. 
You can go a lot of places with Buff, though, pretty quick. Yeah, well, here's the deal. But Buff, if he got a chance to be used properly, um, the, the problem is Buff, by the time WWE came along... Uh, Buff had burned bridges and had gotten Buff, too big for his britches. Yeah, he got too big for his britches. That's the big thing. So when he came into to WWE... Buff needed his first run as Buff Bagwell, not as Marcus Alexander Bagwell, in WWE in 1997. Hmm. That's when he needed to be in WWE. Yep. He'd have been a really good um, dollar store Jericho. American males, American males, <laughs> American males. Um, anyways, um... Buff Bagwell or Val Venus? Buff Bagwell. Val Venus or the Godfather? We've de- we've degraded to mid card. I feel like. Yeah, but mid cards that still have potential. Yeah. Um, go with Godfather for this. Uh. Val Venus or right to censor Val Venus? Val Venus. Right to censor Val Venus or Stevie Richards' full career? Stevie Richards. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, Stevie Richards or Sandman? No, you still have Val Venus. You still have oh, I took Stevie. Yeah, excuse me. Val v, well, we'll still do the Valvinus or Sandman. I'll take Valvinus right to censor Valvinus. I didn't. So we, we've used the term dollar store a couple times. And Sandman is a dollar store stone cold with better entrance music than anybody else in the game. But really, really bad in ring work. I mean, he he was he's the advent of a guy who needs the hardcore match. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna leave Sandman in play and Joey Janela, guy who doesn't need the hardcore match, but for whatever reason has chosen him. Joey Janela, yeah. Sandman or Sabu? You go straight for the other guy who needs a hardcore position, um, Sabu. Did put it on in ring work. His matches with uh, with uh, Rob Van Dam were fantastic. Um, yes, they were hardcore, but they weren't. They didn't have to be uh, for him to work. So uh, I'm going to take Sabu. And every time I say his name, I immediately think of the song of Sabu's from Veggie Tales. So I apologize that in my head right now it's going Sabu. Sorry. <laughs> you don't have to be sorry to me. I've never heard it. So, oh, shall we play it? No. Okay. Anyway, um, so you still got Sandman in play. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're the one who's going to have to take Sandman here. Um, Sandman, or now we already used Godfather, but we did not use Common Mustafa. I'll take Sandman here. I would have too. That was the worst character character that he had to do. 
What's his real name? Publishing his real name. Um. <clears throat> while you're looking at that, we're gonna do one more round. So, whoever finished this. Um. So. Charles Wright. Charles Wright's worst okay. role is Kama um, Mustafa. Or. Ernest the Cat Miller. I will take Ernest the Cat Miller over lots of people. Lots of people. Dude should have been a world champion. I don't know if I would have put him up to world champion. He was really good. The the problem with world champion at the time, at least, we still were in the era of Titans, and he would he would look so undersized compared to the ball. See the feud with with uh, Big Papa Pump. I saw it, and I even at the time did not buy it that he would have a chance. The era of Big Titans. Papa Dump. So, sorry. So, I'm still thinking Ernest, Ernest the Cat yep, that's fine. <laughs> In fact, please come back and be a manager, Ernest the Cat Miller, because your mic work is up there. Um, so I'm I I've still got Kama Mustafa on. MVP Kama Mustafa. Um. <clears throat> MVP. Yeah. Sorry. The only reason it took that long is I was typing in my iPad. MVP all day. Um, so Kama Mustafa is our odd man out for this round. Yeah. Um, and only because it's his worst gimmick. Charles Wright mm-hmm. had, uh, as terrible as Papa Shango was and would not work today, he actually made Papa Shango work in 1992. Hmm. Apparently, Ernest the Cat Miller in 2009 was announced that he was going to play George Foreman in an HBO movie that never got made. See? Big Papa Dump. <clears throat> um, yeah. So, um, just speaking of HBO shows and stuff like that, because uh, it made me think of this, have you got a chance to see uh, the HBO series Heels. Huh. Watch it. If you can find a way to watch it, watch it. I have HBO it's, back, so we're good. It's, it's, uh, um, is it Showtime? I think it's HBO. Um, well, HBO owns Showtime, so. Yeah, they're on there together. Um, or no, it's, oh, it's Stars. I think it's fucking stars. Anyways, uh, either way, if you can find a way to watch it, do it. It's Stephen Amell, um, formerly known as Arrow, right? Um, Who is good friends with Cody Rhodes and uh, the Young Bucks and all that stuff and actually wrestled at the original All In uh, and a longtime wrestling fan. Um, And the story follows him he is the uh, son of the owner of a small wrestling promotion in, I think it's Georgia, Duffy, Georgia, small town. Okay. Um, he inherited it from his father, and he's running this 
and uh trying to trying to boost the credibility of it and keep it afloat um it is <clears throat> it is actually really really good um let's see two brothers and rivals one a villain or heel and the other a hero or face play out scripted matches as they war over their late father's wrestling promotion and vie for the national attention in small town in georgia uh, but Stephen Amell plays uh, the main character. You got Mary McCormick in it. Uh, uh, Chris Bauer, who you'll see and you'll go, oh, he is he is definitely uh, a character that, you know, a, a person that, you know, CM Punk made an appearance in it as a character. Uh, Very cool. Um, has uh, Ricky Rabies a wrestler brought in to spice up the show uh, at one point, but it's, it's really well done. And the wrestling is realistic to actual wrestling. Like they, they obviously put a lot of um, effort into uh, playing up the storyline, playing up how real wrestling is, even though it's fake. If that makes any sense. In terms um, of the pain and, and yep, in terms of the pain, in terms of the the stuff they put their bodies through, and in terms of the fact that um, even though it's fake, a, a trained wrestler can probably make you hurt really bad. Yeah. Um. And so, like, there's there's scenes where a wrestler goes off script in the ring. Um. And I don't know. Anyway, it's it's really good. It's really good. So. Uh, I, I'm late to it. The whole season's over. I, I hope they're doing a season two, uh, but the season ended back in October. But I I'd watched was watching it when it was on. Uh, but just talking about this and talking about casting a wrestling movie made me think of it. So if you have a way to find find a way to watch it. Heels from stars, really good. I'm hoping hoping we get a season two. Currently has a 73 out of 100 on Metacritic. That's pretty dang decent. Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes uh, had a approval rating of 96%. Rotten Tom. But anyways, on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, make sure to like share and subscribe uh click the subscribe button and the notification button if you're watching this on youtube uh wherever else you're watching there's a like button facebook or whatever so that you get notified um make sure to support us in any way you can by sharing it with your friends sharing this episode or any of the episodes or just the page for the podcast all there the links are in the doobly-doos for all of that information you can support us by buying merch like the Pissant Podcast hat, shirts, whatever, sweatshirts, or the Sasha Bear. Unfortunately, you can't Our get a Sasha Bear bear tees. anymore. Um, and I don't currently have plain white tees. <clears throat> but you can uh, uh, buy them from Kanye for like 200 bucks. Seriously? Yeah. Please I don't know if they're 200 bucks, me. but they, they were up there. That was his whole fashion line for a long time was just white t-shirts, oversized white t-shirts. Anyways, um, you can also support us on Patreon. Link is in the doobly-doo for that. 
Um, you can follow us on all the social medias. I am at Raw and Order WBU on pretty much all of them. But if you want to find us on Facebook, easiest way, it's at Pissant Podcast. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. And uh, you can follow JLB at all the stuff. The links in the doobly doos. I don't know how to say it all. So, um, but JLB, uh, you know, even if you don't follow him, send some well wishes his way. Hopefully, he recovers from whatever he's fighting right now. Um, and hopefully, he's back soon. But otherwise, we're going to close the book. And uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. I heard JLB pooped his pants today. JLB pooped his pants. <laughs>